Welcome back to the Hey Rody podcast, where we take a deep dive into the people of the Ocean State. We are your hosts, Nick and Sasha. Hi, everyone. I hope everyone is having such a beautiful day. I was just telling Nick that I'm over summer, so <laughs> I hope when you're listening to this, summer's over. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. we have. I feel like we may have had this argument on an, another intro, but Probably. Sasha loves winter. I do not love winter. Well, fall and winter. I just don't want any more hot days. I don't want to have to sweat and be hot, and I want to wear a sweater, and I want to wear boots. If we lived in a place where winter was 50. No, I want it to be cold. I'd be happy. Cold, cold, no cold, snow. cold, cold, cold. Snow's pretty to look at. <laughs> I just don't want to have to deal with any of the other parts of snow. I love it. Driving love it. in it, shoveling it. Ugh. It's my favorite. Anyway, hi guys. We're here. <laughs> we're the Hey Roddy Podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, today we had uh, guests from KSA Marketing, uh, Katie Shibler-Khan and David Bradley. Uh, Katie is the founder of KSA and David is uh, a partner in KSA as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were um, so fun to talk to. I think Katie, well, David also, but I think being a female business founder is so inspiring for me being also a female in business. Um, so I loved getting to talk with her and hearing her sort of insights on things on why she started KSA. And I really loved also talking to Bradley though about his, because they're so different, right? Mm-hmm. We were, we were joking that Katie is more of a swirl and Bradley's more of, and um, David is more of a straight line. And I liked hearing that and hearing how they work together and hearing how it works for KSA and, and the obstacles they've come, they've had to go through. So, yeah. Anyway. That like type A, type B, mm-hmm. um, you know, working together, complementing one another. If you have two type A's, you're probably not going to get, you're probably, if two type A's, you probably won't have the greatest um, cultural environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, two type B's, you probably won't get as much things done. <laughs> Um, yes. It'd be a lot of creativity, not a lot yeah. of organization. Having mm-hmm. one of each. It's kinda, perfect. Yeah, exactly. it all up. Yeah. So it was just really nice getting to chat with them about, you know, what makes KSA different and how it got started. And um, we went on some tangents about, you know, working from home versus working um, working from home, working remote, remote, like as in like not from home, but like from another state or country versus working in the office and mm-hmm. just getting to kind of talk about that sort of stuff was really fun and interesting to hear from like another, even though we don't do the same thing, we do mm-hmm. similar things. Yeah. Um, so it was fun to hear from them. Yeah. We're uh, publishing advertising and their marketing, which yeah. they would, they would potentially um, uh, make use of our services. Yeah. Um, and we would, potentially work for a marketing firm yep exactly so they're in the same ballpark but different uh you know uh, different sides of the field yeah um so yeah it was so much fun getting to chat with them um and i hope you guys really enjoy the episode maybe learn some things about marketing if you're thinking about starting a business or you already have a business and you need some advice they're great people to contact um they have like a really great um, bold sort of personality, which is f- so much fun to hear about and talk with and work with. Um, so yeah, I ex- I'm excited for you guys to learn a little bit more about KSA and Katie and David and and yeah, yeah, have and fun. Enjoy everybody. I think everybody's gonna you know get something out of this oh, episode, yeah. and uh, we'll really enjoy both of them. Yes, have fun, guys. Have fun. Yeah, we are good to go. Okay, so. We're here with David and Katie from KSA Marketing. It's so nice to have you guys here. I hope you enjoyed your trip all the way to Warwick from your office in Warwick. <laughs> Was it a long drive? Did you hit a lot of traffic? Was it bad? Pretty, pretty smooth this morning. Pretty smooth yeah. this morning. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of traffic this morning. It was I good. think David lives one minute from yeah, there. Yes, he was so. saying. Yeah. Maybe two. Maybe two. You said six earlier. It was pretty specific. Depends how quickly I need to get here. I was running mm. a little bit behind. But ah, well, yeah. you got here right on time, and I'm I'm happy. Katie, you originally maybe weren't going to make it. I'm so happy you're here. This is great. It's it's nice to have. We don't always have um, two guests on. A lot of times it's just the two of us and then one other person, and I love having two guests on because it's like, you know, we kind of banter back and forth, and like you guys have, you know, banter back and forth. Um, now, really quick before, because I always mess this up, even though I like have it written down and I try to memorize it. Can you guys say what your roles are at KSA just properly? Okay. Uh, so I'm the founder. Yes. I'm the crazy Snaps. lady who uh, 
didn't intend to start an advertising agency. Yeah. And then a couple of years in was like, oh, shit. I'm doing it. I'm. It's, this is an agency. I guess I should grow it. That's so. amazing. Mm-hmm. And David, what about you? I'm Katie's business partner now. Okay. Um, we worked together for a handful of years. Okay. And started in kind of a consultant trainer type of role with mm-hmm. the team. And it, you know, like everything. COVID hit. I snatched him. Ah. I was chasing him for a long time. Nice. Were <laughs> you in more of like, I mean, more of a corporate position before KSA, would you say? No, no. I was just um, on my own okay. as a marketing consultant. Okay. And so I had a taste of kind of the agency life and the mm-hmm. consulting life and all of that. Mm-hmm. And KSA continued to grow and, and here we are. And here we are. And now it's, I mean, the name in itself is Kick-Ass, right? Kick-Ass. It's like, <laughs> it is. It's it's pretty Kick-Ass. Um. Now, I through some research, Katie, I read that you started, um, well, not maybe started KSA, but like you were in the corporate world, like mm-hmm. working like your dream job and, and but you were feeling like not connected to it. Yeah. So you like made a huge choice to mm-hmm. like do something different. And yeah. I want to hear about that because I love hearing that stuff. <laughs> it's my favorite. Uh, yeah. You know, when you're working your butt off and you finally land that job that you think is everything you've been working to get to. Um, and the idea of the job was way better than the reality. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I kept on having a recurring nightmare <gasps> that I was going to wake up next to my BlackBerry, my iPhone, and my laptop on occupying the right side of my bed for the rest of my life. Oh, um, and so, you know, you can keep on the hamster wheel mm-hmm. or you can change things up. So I had always dreamed of going traveling and I finally started putting the wheels in motion and it took about two years of saving and planning. And then I walked in, gave a two month notice and said I had a one way ticket to South America. Wow. So my plan had been to spend six months traveling, do three months in South America, three months over in Asia. Mm -hmm. I got a little sidetracked. (laughs) Um, No, I don't see that you get sidetracked. No, that does not. No, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, I ended up in Mongolia, um, and I ended up staying in Mongolia for months. And finally, that sort of screwed up the rest of my travels. Mm -hmm. So, um, I had to get out of there, and the only way to get out of there was to go to Russia and then Kazakhstan. So I just sort of went with it. Um, So my six months trip ended up being over a year. Wow. Yeah. Was there a reason that you stayed in Mongolia so long? Did you just feel connected to it or just like traveling was hectic and you wanted to relax? Like I think um, in the beginning of my trip, I had this bucket list. And mm. I think whether it's professional, personal, whatever it, whatever it is that you're dreaming of, you have a bucket list of things you want to do. And so for me, it was places I wanted to see. And very early on, like I did the Inca Trail and I was doing a lot of tracking, but then I would get to like, you know, um, to go see Iguazu Falls. Well, guess what? Looks just like the Travels magazine, um, yeah. you know, and it's a lot less crowded yeah. online. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, so when I realized that the experience in person wasn't maybe as remarkable as I had thought it would be, mm-hmm. but the experiences that I was loving were the ones when, you know, we got in four accidents on one bus ride or oh like, God. you know, like when shit was going sideways, yeah. that was always the stories that I was telling. So yeah. I started embracing the idea that when shit goes sideways, yeah. I should just go with it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the time I arrived in Mongolia, that was essentially, I had had eight months of training, maybe seven months of training of shit going sideways uh-huh. and just going with it. Yeah. Um, so when I got there to see an entire country at the time that had basically no road system yep. um, and a nomadic group, it was incredible. Yeah. Uh, so I felt very, never in my life had I been that digitally disconnected. disconnected. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, to be connected to the land and yeah. animals and stuff like that. And it's just wild. Since that trip, have you had the chance to be that disconnected again? 
I yes, I go. I make a point of going up to Maine um, mm. with my family, and I not for that length of time. Just and not for clear. a year. Not for not over for a year. A year. You leaving, David's yeah. like, where are you right. going? Come back. <laughs> Exactly. But you get to unplug a little bit. Yeah. I I and at KSA, we bo- both David and I believe strongly that the the time off and disconnecting from yep. the world is so su- super important. So we try very hard to encourage everyone mm. to do that. And I love to see when our staff takes advantage of that mm-hmm. and goes traveling abroad for a couple weeks or David's going to go work from somewhere in Europe. You <laughs> are? <laughs> I, I'm going uh, back to Italy next month. Oh my God, where are you going? Uh, my buddy has a place, his family has a place in Ischia. Okay. It's an island off the coast. Of uh, southern oh Italy. God. So, got a place to stay. Oh, my God. Why you not? got Wi-Fi. You can, that's you can make, that's like, I think, obviously, there's so many bad things that happened with COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like a laundry list, so mile high. But I think one of the, one of the silver linings was being able to say, like, if I got Wi-Fi and a computer. I can work from Italy. I can work from a little island. That's probably the most picturesque thing you've ever seen. Wake up, go get what's that? Like an espresso. I'm gonna try to have an accent. I can't. An espresso, <laughs> uh, some pizza, <laughs> some spaghetti. Just kidding. Um, that's incredible. How long are you gonna be there for? Uh, about two weeks. Oh my god! Can yeah, I come? Can we go? <laughs> yeah. I want to go. We'll do this podcast from there. We'll that, that sounds yeah, good. Yeah, that would be perfect. We can do this on the podcast. Oh Love my! Um, oh my god! So your friend lives there all um, the time? No, I'm, I'm going with two buddies. Okay. One of them, his family has the place, uh-huh. so he goes about every year. Okay. And I've been an idiot every year, saying no, maybe next year. Uh-huh. Now I'm actually going to go. That's incredible. Yeah. You can only say maybe next year for so long before it just never happens. Before so they right? stop inviting you, you. They're like, he's never going to come. Yeah, just go yeah. for it. You got to come. We got there, actually. Yeah. And I was like, listen, the invite didn't happen yet, but I'm getting kind of antsy. <laughs> I know you guys are going. Yeah. Please. I'm ready this time. I'm ready. Can I come? Yeah. That's so much fun. Yeah. Do I mean, you- I'm doing the the a similar thing, like, because especially just technology now, uh, you know, has allowed for a lot of this stuff to happen. Even um, so, I, I bought like an RV. Uh, recently, and I'm uh, part of my plans are to try to see all of the national parks in the next like five years. That's aggressive. Um, That's amazing. And I want to go like a month at a time, but just work remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Starlink, Elon's like satellite internet company came out with an RV version of their satellite internet piece, and like you can get incredible connection speed. You know, you have to buy the equipment and stuff, but like if you want to work remote and you want to be in, you know a mountain valley and work mm. from <laughs> work yeah. from there it's doable now yeah. with all of the technology like people can just pretty much work from wherever they are totally. i mean there's certain things that you should be in person for like a podcast you know you can do them remote but they're not quite yeah. the same um but there's a lot that can be done just you know yeah. over zoom meetings or yeah. through email or i had like my first because I work in the digital sector of our of our world, so I'm always connected. I'm always in, and just the way my brain works, I'm such an overthinker. So I'm always checking things a hundred times, like no matter what. That's just like how I am as a person. I'm a little high strung. Um, I can attest to that. <laughs> but um, we uh, two weekends ago we ended up going to Maine with a friend who has a house on this island that there's no roads on this island. Amazing. So there's no, like you have to take a dinghy to get to the island. You have to go off-roading in a Jeep to get to the house. And when you're in the house, there's Wi-Fi. So like we left on Thursday night, Friday we worked from home, but then like Friday we, everyone um, left work a little early. And when we explored the island, no one had any cell service. So it was like, I've never, like, we were out there for like two to three hours. And I'm like, this is the longest I've like not checked in. Were you okay? Was I okay? No, I was like, oh my God, I share my phone. Yeah. No, she messaged like, me before she left the house. I'm not going to have a signal. If you need me, <laughs> I'll get back to you as soon as I can. I'm like, just go. <laughs> well, yeah, she's high strong, but it's fine. That's a, that's another, that's a whole other podcast. We need okay. a therapy podcast for that one. But, um, but it was so nice because with COVID and with being able to work from home, you really, there's hard to find that disconnect. Mm-hmm. So you have to really put the effort in. So totally like great. for me, I had to go to an island that did not have any. Mm-hmm. Service. I could. I mean, I could have gotten eaten by a bear. What would I have done? 
I, I think um, we're going to see something like digital nomad mm-hmm. almost get reimagined because yeah. I do believe we've gotten way too connected. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That was a big part. We just opened a new office for our team um, and opened the doors a couple months ago. And it's huge. Mm. Like, and so many people would say to us, why are you, I mean, can't everyone work remotely? Yeah. I'm sorry. Staying stack, stacked back to back on Zooms all it's day. Nothing. It's the worst. It Like nothing will zap nope. the life and creativity mm-hmm. out of a collection and a group of people mm-hmm. than doing that. Yep. So I think if we can all find that perfect balance of being together, enjoying community when mm-hmm. we're together. Yeah thriving in that energy but then also being an intentional and saying mm-hmm. okay i need to take my break mm-hmm. and i'm going to disconnect yeah. or i'm going to go to italy work I'm from so, italy so or whatever it is and i think that once you earn the trust and the respect of your colleagues mm-hmm. and your clients and all of that if you just stay authentic to it you yeah. can find that balance because i think a lot of people are struggling with the, I, the yeah. burnout and the mm-hmm. the oh my god it's terrible yeah there's a difference between so during covid everybody was forced to be mm-hmm. remote and digital all the time there's a difference between being forced to be remote and being able to be remote. yeah yes like having the option to be totally like totally hey i my I have a new fridge getting delivered today. Like, can I work from home? And it's always like, yeah, sure. Cause I know you can do it where yeah. I think before it'd be like, I don't want to ask, like, I don't want to be mm-hmm. that person. But now there's, I do think too, with even like how crazy everything is the one, another good thing is I think people are a lot more lenient now mm-hmm. where you're like, Hey, like I, I scheduled this meeting, but like things have been kind of crazy today. And I had two meetings go over. I need a little, time can we reschedule can we push yep. it an hour can we push it to tomorrow and i think everyone's like oh yeah it's fine like mm-hmm. of course mm-hmm. like listen again just happy to be here like we're gonna get this <laughs> done we're gonna get the project done but like everyone has to have the time and the space to be able to like be mentally physically happy it's- I think there's wild inefficiency mm-hmm. to people mm-hmm. being fully remote too, mm-hmm. because there you have is. to scat. You have to the amount of messages we have to receive or schedule. Oh yeah, to just get an answer, just just to have a conversation. Yeah. You know, like it's when sucks. If I could just bump into David yep. in the hallway, we could solve it. Uh-huh. Or you know, like we do a lot. We have whiteboards mm-hmm. throughout, like walls throughout our office to be able to like all stand and stare mm-hmm. at a wall and like map something out. Yeah. Instead of chatting, everyone can see the same thing and build on it. And that's just a different experience. And I think we have to, all of us, find the right balances Mm. in the environments that inspire uh, people. Yeah, that was kind of one of the things that uh, when we did kind of start getting back to some semblance of normal, um, our company used to have a big office in Mm -hmm. Pawtucket. Mm -hmm. Um, And when COVID was happening and we were like a year without being even able to go into the office, I was like, we're wasting a ton of money Mm -hmm. by having this. So this, the office that we're in now is, you know, one of our sister companies and they have been here for a long time and there's plenty of room. And I was like, we really just need a place that we can congregate. Mm -hmm. So like we came in here, kind of made room for ourselves. And like right now it's just uh, on Mondays, the whole team is here. Yeah. So we all come in all any in-person meetings that have to happen, happen on Mondays. Uh, and then for the rest of the week, like, you know, there might be, I might have somebody meet me here and we can have a meeting or we'll do things remote or, you know, we'll get on a, you know, whatever, a zoom meeting or what have you. Um, but I feel like there is like one or two days a week. Like you should, it's probably the absolute minimum that like you should be in person. Yeah. There's just so much more stuff you can get done, especially if it's, you have like creative things to do. Mm -hmm. Your sales team has to relay something to your creative team and they're trying to do that via email, but they don't have like the language and training to say Mm -hmm. like, uh, this is what I'm trying to get done. So it's, 35 emails instead of a five minute conversation and there's just certain things that are better in person or like have you ever tried to have a brainstorming session over zoom it's so terrible yeah it's (laughs) It's, rough it's not it's not conducive to to a productive meeting i think there are there can be there can can be be. but david got really good at running like group meetings because he's so technically via zoom via zoom (laughs) yeah i think i think being good at it and enjoying it is slightly different yeah and i I enjoy it to a degree but there is a different kind of joy that comes from sitting in a room staring at that wall and making Mm -hmm. that happen because there's so many 
cues just through totally. body language. And energies that you're picking up and like excitement that you're picking up. Like when you're on a Zoom call, like if you have an idea, right? Like you you say an idea, right? In person and you're going to see a reaction. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to see like yeah. a smile or like a, a, a straight reaction. Like via Zoom, everyone's only looking at themselves trying to make their hair look cute. Like, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like you, you're not getting that sort of like in-depth like personal connection and mm-hmm. emotional reaction yeah they're, they're different fields altogether too yeah. in a way because it is a different skill set to do it in person yeah mm-hmm. versus in zoom and getting the right people and communicating um keeping an eye on who is too fixated on their hair it's me sometimes yep. it's me too okay yeah you have great <laughs> hair so we're we're in it together <laughs> i get it um, but it, there is a certain like skill level to yeah. it, i guess at the end of the day and a, a certain perspective you have to shift from not what I would do if it was live and in person, but what I would do via Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to structure it differently. It works. Yeah. yeah. It's like you said, you have to like compartmentalize it. Like a meeting over Zoom and a meeting in person are not the same meetings. They're going to be so different and you have to handle them that way. And like you kind of said earlier, like when things go like off the road, like a turn into a shit show or you said it way better I shit can't, goes sideways shit yeah. go, thank you thank you that's like a you need to trademark that when shit goes sideways <laughs> too many people say it <laughs> when shit yeah. goes sideways like in a zoom meeting like it's not going to be the same as being in a group of people being like okay everyone like let's let's get back on track like in a zoom there's so many things there's cats there's you know mailman children. there's children there's so many things going on yeah. so you have to have like a different set of yeah, skills in, in person i can i can just go guys we have to get through this meeting. Can we just get back on track? You were saying something. Go ahead. Like on a Zoom meeting, that's a little harder because you can't even interrupt the person. Uh-huh. Once they're the ones talking, if you try to say something, it's uh, 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 <laughs> like yeah. you can't get you're like waving. And uh, I heard really, uh, I think it was uh, a who the hell was it? Um, guy that owns facebook i'm just drawing zuckerberg, zuckerberg? Uh-huh. uh he was on a, a podcast recently with rogan and they he brought up a good point on zoom meetings that you can't make eye contact mm. it's mm-hmm. impossible like yeah. even if you're looking at if you're looking at the person your camera isn't where the person is <laughs> so, so if you want to so if you want to want to make it appear as though you're making eye contact you can't look at them you have to look at your camera so there's that disconnect that can never be fixed. Their face, yeah, so that they like, was one of his arguments for like the like eventuality of VR is that you could physically make eye contact <laughs> with the person's like avatar or whatever, and you can have the I new VR stuff sick. that they have. Gosh. Yeah, me too. The new yeah. VR stuff they have too, though, does like face tracking, so like it can actually see like your avatar can make the same face as you are, which is pretty interesting, uh, and like uh, it. It's just where technology will eventually go. It's kind of inevitable, but I hate being on video. Imagine me being on VR. I just feel like, oh no, my hair. Like every five seconds, I try to fix something and like try to cover my pimples and yeah. Just be no, I just thought it was it was not a point that I had thought of previously. That like you don't you can't make eye contact. Like I guess I did subconsciously realize that, but until he kind of put it to words, I was like, I never realized it was that big of an issue. But yeah, it definitely can be. A Zoom with ten people is like having ten simultaneous first dates. <laughs> like in my mind, it's the definition of hell. It's yeah. yeah, it's not great. It's not, and you can't like. I mean, for us, we have a really small team. So when we'd have like a team meeting virtually, it was like, I mean, I know how, like, I know we knew these people. So like, I knew the people who were paying attention. I knew the people who definitely were not. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, you have to, during COVID, during all that crazy stuff, you had to do those things, even though they did sometimes feel like a little pointless. Mm -hmm. Um, But really, so we remember we said that this is like the tangent podcast. So yeah, that was a long one. That was a long one, but it it was a good one. It's important. And people are going to hear this and, and, and hopefully get some tips from the trials that we've gone through. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really quickly want to get back to when you were traveling Mm -hmm. and then you came back and then like, what made you start KSA? I returned a phone call. You were oh, <laughs> it was so that exciting. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like there's got to be a backstory there. Um, I mean, I so when I was traveling, this is now 11, 12 years ago. Okay. Social media was, I mean, my so many filters on Instagram. I love that. Instagram did Instagram Didn't did exist? not exist. Not yet. No, my timing's always off. If it off. did, it was very minor. Was yeah, tiny. David Facebook. would know. One. I don't know. Facebook bought head, it in two thousand twelve. Yeah. And that was like a couple years in tops. Yeah. So, so, and I was 2010 was when I left. So, um, so 
think MySpace had officially died. Uh-huh. Uh, that was so sad. I everybody misses MySpace. Tom. Everybody's first friend on MySpace. What happened to Tom? Oh, I forgot about Tom. <laughs> and, like, picking, picking the song that like how you old is on. Tom now? God. Who knows? I don't know. He's got to be in like his late thirties, right? No, because he was probably in his early thirties when he it started. So maybe in his forties at this yeah, point. Remember, he might be even fifty. Yeah. Tom might have to pick like your top eight. Oh my god, mm. that was so stressful. <laughs> so stressful. And anyway, like, sorry. Keep okay. going. Sorry, um, sorry, sorry. Tangent. So you know, when I first left, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to have a blog. I'm going to do this. I'm mm. going to do that." And then I quickly realized I was turning. Um, not working into a full-time job by mm-hmm. managing like my budget, like a profit and loss statement yep. and a blog, like a deadline. Uh-huh. Um, and so I finally just said, you know, what's easy is I can upload photos to Facebook. Mm-hmm. So every once in a month and once a month, I would probably like pop into Facebook and be like, oh, here I am writing an outfit, oh like so things cool. like that. So um, the offshoot of that was all these people I, and I had been working for um, quite some time between yep. San Francisco, New York, everything uh, before I left. So all these people from my my career who maybe either heard that I was traveling or knew someone who knew me started following me. Mm. And so, you know, I can relate in the yeah. sense they're probably sitting in the corporate office somewhere. I I and an I'm, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, sandboarding down a sand dune. Oh um, so they, all these people had followed me. Um, and when I came back to the U.S., I had the – I had been daydreaming about moving back to Rhode Island. I moved back to Rhode Island. Um, I posted I was back in the U.S. and getting used to um, plumbing. And <laughs> and then my phone just started ringing. Okay. Um, so within 48 hours, I got my first phone call from a previous client. Um, within one week, I had two clients. Wow. And I was like, okay, let me see. Like, I'll, I'll agree to like a three-month um, contract. And yep. So Here we are over wow. a decade later. That's incredible. So, yeah. So really it just cool. was, I think, a combination of social media working in my advantage yeah. um, and having a really good network. My dad always mm. taught me. Uh, my dad is actually how I originally met David. Ah. Um, my dad is a professor of management at uh, Providence College. Oh, my and God. And David got that's his MBA there. Amazing. So, <laughs> was so one of his students. Wow. Um, so my dad... Uh, always told me to never burn a bridge and to Mm -hmm. always treat everyone with equal amount of respect. And social media made that, it made it pretty equitable in that sense. So all these people had grown up in their, or gotten further in their career. And all I had to do was return some phone calls. Mm -hmm. So the first couple of years was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I was like, Working. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, I, it basically, <laughs> and it's like working so I could, you know, take a month off and go to Columbia, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. And then it got to be too much for me to handle, so I started bringing on staff. And mm-hmm. then David, I think we probably first spoke, I think I was only about four years in mm-hmm. then. Something like that, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I met Dr. Shibler in 2014, so... Yeah, that would be about right. Up. Okay, all right. Uh-huh. That's pr- and so, and you went to PC? Yeah, that was uh, when I was studying for my MBA. Okay, and did you always know, like, did you want to stay, like, local to Rhode Island? Absolutely not. But <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got family here and friends yeah, here, yeah. and it worked, and then I was just kind of in the mindset of more of that digital nomad, go wherever you might want to be and yeah. just make it work. Yep. Um, working from home was a normal thing for me. So I stayed. Yep. And it worked out. And now out. you're going to work in, in Italy for two weeks. So like and it worked that. out. It's mm. freaking worked out, I think. Yeah, I think I, I did kind of go across the country um, mm. before and I realized Rhode Island actually has a lot going on. It, it's Rhode Island's pretty kick-ass, I would say. I, I really like I love it. it. I love Rhode Island. I it think we, we've, through the podcast, we've gotten to talk to a lot of people who are not necessarily from Rhode Island originally, but end up making it their home and and I think doing really cool things through business and restaurants and you know advocacy all this stuff and staying here and making it better and uh even like me living I've lived in Rhode Island my whole life like when you grow up you don't understand like the coolness of it and then you leave like I went to college in Boston mm-hmm. and I came back and I was like holy crap this place is awesome like I just should never leave again and I haven't 
And I'd never planned to. I'm just kidding. Um, when you travel, did you have a place that you were like, this is where I'm going to end up? Did you have any like um, goals? For that road trip specifically? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was going down to Texas okay. to bring my now fiance to uh, a training. She's in the military. Oh, so oh, she wanted the, the car because she was going to be there for uh-huh. three months. She so gets the car. She got the car. <laughs> I drove down, flew yep. home, yep. and then the trip back had to happen too. So I did it twice. Okay. Which was just wonderful. But it did make me appreciate Rhode Island more. More, right? Yeah. Did you do, did you, so you drove there and then drove back? Like I know you probably what is that, flew like back. Thirty hours. That's a long time. Yeah, thirty-two. I think we clocked yeah. it at. Yeah. Was that? Do That's you a like? A, do you like a road trip? I love driving. I yeah. like a road trip if I'm driving. Okay. If I'm if That's I'm me. in the passenger seat for more than two minutes. You're so stressed. I'm out. Yeah, really? I do not. I do not want to be a passenger on a road trip. So how do you handle a? How do you handle that? Like a thirty-hour drive, or however long it is. I'm driving as much as you're I'm driving for thirty hours. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I will do the same thing. I, really? I we did. Uh, I've driven to South Carolina a couple of times, and huh. if I'm forced to take like two hours off of driving, I yeah. will. But I'll do the whole fifteen hours myself. Oh God, so. Rhode Islanders who drive more than thirty yeah. minutes. I don't mind. Well, and I also um, might like one of my first jobs was. Uh, it's actually just telling him when I was. It was near your current office. Direct by used to be over there. Oh, I remember it. And I was uh, the uh, the warehouse manager, and we also delivered all the furniture. So I delivered furniture all over, like Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and three days a week I'd be driving for eight hours. So I just got really used to driving. It just doesn't bother me. I just love like I don't care if I if I have to drive or not. I just want to get so many snacks. I want to make the most beautiful playlist. And it's going to be like a beautiful like trip down. Um, that's like my goal. I also hit a point. I got older and now I get like some form of like motion sickness sometimes in cars oh, if I'm not the one driving. So like I can be a passenger, but I can't like look at a lot of stuff. I have to just like sit there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no. Not Especially, I can't really do back seats. I remember the first time I was in a back seat and I got like nauseous mm. when i was growing up my meme couldn't ride in the back seat and then i was like oh my god i'm, my, I'm my meme <laughs> oh my god um so i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be the guy that keeps us on track today i'm gonna veer us back into fine to, i'm sorry way. we can go on as many tangents as we want but as long as we come back every once in a while to check in with like the reason we're here oh, <laughs> i actually i had a question that's kind of on that subject um before you started traveling katie you worked for i'm assuming like a larger agencies um yeah. was that like in this area like new york boston or um so when i first graduated uh i freelanced for some small agencies here in rhode island until i got a full-time job at a big agency mm-hmm. um and so that was just outside of new york city and um through there i was in new york um so i was in over the connecticut boulder border excuse me um for a few years then in new york then i went to san francisco then i went back to new york and then i went back to san francisco yeah i had an ex-girlfriend who worked for a marketing big marketing company out of uh boston Mm -hmm. and um people that aren't in it don't realize how much of like especially really big marketing agencies how much of like a meat grinder that oh yeah i mean i worked for omnicom owned agencies so a lot of small boutique and mid as well as large agencies they sell into a holding company and then they're owned by the holding company Mm. having been in this business now for 11 years i truly respect why people make that choice Mm -hmm. um, because the back-end infrastructure of hr finance software Mm -hmm. all that is taken care of by um, a holding company and that is the stuff that like gives me the lines and the gray hair (laughs) (laughs) thank god why i have david who can navigate technology yeah (laughs) um but yeah so it is it's the grind is real it definitely was a minimum of 80 hours a week Mm -hmm. you know i mean i remember working on a project we had a sleep schedule like everyone could take you could sleep between 3 and 4 30 in the morning on tuesday um, and then someone else could sleep from 4.30 to 6 a.m. Because mm-hmm. we were just up against such yeah, big deadlines. Yeah, the deadlines are wild. You know, like, and that's back. At, I mean, I could tell so many stories about when we couldn't send emails. Do you have a tell-all yet? No. 
Oh, they like the 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 big agencies, especially like they expand and contract so much depending on like how big their contracts are and who they have on and like so the one that my ex used to work for um like started with like the building they were in like four floors and then they were like two floors and then there were three floors and then it was one floor and then it was four floors and that's all them like bringing on or letting go mm-hmm. staff yeah. mm-hmm. so like people that work in those like the big agency life like you they most of them have a job all the time, but it's not necessarily for the same agency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all over the place. Yeah. They're hopping no, back and forth. I definitely forth. like had an eight year stretch working for the same holding company and I was popped back and forth mm-hmm. from different teams and wow. different agencies. Yeah, so it's pretty wild. Well, and this kind of goes in that similar and I think I think Katie, you can say obviously you're the founder, but I'd like to hear your um David, your sort of intel too. Because I think when you go to the KSA website, Mm -hmm. it like makes a splash, which I love. (laughs) I think it's so fun. I think it's like, this is what we do different. This is why we're different. So I just want to know a little bit like why you wanted to start something different. And then David, as someone who didn't necessarily start it, but kind of came in and brought like a whole nother set of skills. Like why, what is important about you guys being different than other agencies? Go. Um, I think, you know, if you're honest about agencies, there's a lot of similarity in terms of we're going to do some research understand the market and what the plan is yep. come up with that plan execute it do reporting all of that so then how do you augment that so it is actually different to yeah. answer the question a lot of it comes down to philosophy and perspective and how do we just approach things yep which um i think does speak very well teamksa.com on the website <laughs> um but really, like when you go there, you see it, you can see, all right, there is a, a personality, yeah. but it isn't just to say, just to say something. It also connects into how do we service our clients? How do we treat our clients? How do we work with them as partners um, and really help them along to do something that is exciting, that is bold, mm-hmm. that is different yep. for them as well? Yeah, totally. I love your newsletter, by the way. You have oh, a great newsletter. You. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, I think I subscribed to it like over COVID and I was like, these are fun. Like one, I don't know. I, I'm I'm someone who swears. We so. put it on pause and we just released for the first time Did in you? six months. In six, okay, I was going to say, but it's, it so just, I got one like yesterday. Yeah, I was going to say, I got one like recently, unless like I just didn't look through my email in that long, which maybe uh-huh. is the case. Um, But I, yeah, I, I always think that your, um, your newsletter is great. And I, I'm like, I love, I think, you know, when we grew up or not grew up, but like, you know, the last like 20 years, right? It's like, you have to be professional. You have to look this way. You Mm -hmm. have to act this way. You have to be X, Y, Z to be successful. Like you have to kind of fit into this mold. You have to have this. And I think it's really, um, like you said, KSA has been around for a decade, you said? Over a decade. So I'm sure 10 years ago or over 10 years ago when you came out was probably, people were probably like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to be. Like, yep. this is a little tongue in cheek or, you know, mm-hmm. this might be a little, you know, out of offensive. the box, offensive, out of the <laughs> box. But I think as as time goes on, people are like, no, we want that. Like, we want to feel individuality. We want to feel character. We want to hear like we want to hear that you have an oh shit moment or that you're like not you don't have your shit together. 100% of the time because guess what no one does uh, there are literally thousands of agencies there's probably hundreds here in Rhode Island yeah and if there's one thing that I've learned from every mistake that someone could make um is we do our best work when we're partnering with clients who there's great chemistry we mm. call it our hell yeah client checklist and that's what we wanted to evoke on that on the website and we talk a lot about the oh shit moment and how the oh shit moment so much like when I was traveling and shit would go sideways I learned eventually that every time shit went sideways that was going to take me somewhere better than I could imagine yeah it gives you the opportunity to flip things over and try something new and do something different get you outside of your comfort zone Uh get you to see something that was unexpected yeah and the exact same thing is true in marketing. And when shit goes sideways, you delete a website accidentally or, you know, you lose your space. That's when we take a moment and we double down mm-hmm. and we say, do I want to do this? Yeah. And if so, who do I want to do more of this with? And I think 
we at KSA have built a narrative over the past 10 years. And the one thing that was tried and true for us was we do our best work with clients who aren't assholes. Ah, I love that. I love that. You can't have an, a client that's an asshole. Yeah, that's you know, and I mean, occasionally that one's going to slip by. Of course. Um, but, um, you know, when we can show up authentic and who we are mm-hmm. and purse yeah. and um, be real yeah. and get vulnerable with clients and they're willing to let us see their vulnerability, then, oh my goodness, the, the, thing, the things that we can achieve. I was talking and to- And there's plenty of people, if someone's looking like, you know, we like to kick some ass. If someone's yeah. looking for an agency that's going to help them kiss some ass, they should just go elsewhere. Yeah. There's plenty of people yeah. who that is their jam and that's what excites them. And, yeah. And that know, works. And that too. works. Yeah. The, you all know, everything work. works. Exactly. In, in, the, in the day and age of marketing and so many digital platforms and social media and everything, you just need to find your tribe. Yeah. Like you need to find the people you connect with totally. and that you want to do great things with. Mm-hmm. Um, we call it the hell yeah client checklist and it's like you know are you an asshole um and you know not an asshole would okay. get offended if i said um, asshole right exactly. cannot work with you, you cannot work uh, do you want to do things different or yeah. do you want to do it the same way you've always done it yep. um and we've learned and we keep on perfecting it mm-hmm. um that when we are um Vetting clients to have that same energy, totally. then they, you know, connect well with our staff. They connect well with how we approach marketing because we're not going to be like, hey, your website's amazing when it's not. It's not. It needs <laughs> so- work. Yeah. I was talking to a friend the other day who does freelance and she had reached out to me and she's like, hey, I have this client. We're just like really not on the same page. Like every, no, none of the communication has been easy. It's all very like, disjointed and I'm I'm doing my best to try to make things work but it just feels like it's not like going and I'm like if you can look at your what you did and and check off like I did everything I can to like make this work and whatever but like life is too short to be working with people that you don't flow with like we've learned that over the last three years that like if you're gonna be stressed out or you're gonna be high intense like bad dreams and like dealing with this client and you know that client might not be wrong but you're just not the right it's not mm-hmm. a fit and sometimes that happens too right and, and sometimes I, timing isn't right exactly and, you know mm-hmm. there's bigger stressors that totally. are out there mm-hmm. and um you know whether and you know there's been times when I myself or someone on the team, we maybe haven't done our best work, you know, and we have to take a step step back ourselves and be like, okay, how do we not make that mistake again? What was, what was the root of the issue? And I think if you can keep on recognizing that nothing's permanent Mm -hmm. and that, you know, we're just here to keep on learning and growing and evolving, marketing's the exact same way. Yeah. And I think taking things so, obviously there are, there are things that you should take extremely seriously Mm -hmm. obviously if you're getting heart surgery it doesn't really matter if you vibe with the heart surgeon if he's a great heart surgeon it's fine i would disagree would you disagree i guess I mean, you, you need to trust your surgeon. You need to trust. Yeah. That's you know, true. That's you need, true. You need to trust your mm-hmm. surgeon. True. Like, there I, I are a million doctors out there. And I agree with you. If you've ever gone to a doctor and you feel like they're talking over you or like, you know, oh, yeah. you're not, uh, you want to let them that. cut you open. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I guess that was a bad, I guess that was a bad, um, but I mean, like, I feel like with. I know what you're saying. But. In general, like, life is not it doesn't have to be taken so seriously. Mm-hmm. Like we're all here. Like we're all going to end up in the same place eventually. Like we all just have to be happy and live the best <laughs> life that we can live while we're here, while we get to make changes and do things and make an impact. And whether you want to make an impact or not, like that's fine. Like mm-hmm. everyone has to find what makes them happy. But we yeah, all have you, to be nice to each other and work be a good out. human being. Good yeah, human you also being. have to remember too that uh, – everybody's different. Not everybody thinks the way you do. Not everybody is like you. There are people out there where like, if I, the idea of like working in a cubicle and sitting in that cubicle among a sea of cubicles every day for eight hours is like a nightmare for me. But there are people that are totally fine with it. I like the structure. I want to go in there. I just get my job done. I go home at, you know, five o'clock. There's no extra stuff. Our home is chaos. So the structure and like the sea of cubicles is like heaven. Is a refresher. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Like it's not everybody thinks the way that you do. And then being able to like 
bringing that back around, being able to like find people that do have that same kind of thought process as you is going to allow you to have like a more productive and cohesive kind of work environment and, and partnership. And I've told going back to like your friend, that's a, uh, a freelancer. I have a few friends at freelance and I tell all of them, like you should, whether you're a photographer or a designer or whatever, you should have a few people, you know, that do the same thing you do, but differently, mm -hmm. because if you run into a situation like your friend did, you should be able to say like, Hey, this isn't really working. I want to make sure you get everything you're supposed to get out yeah. of this project. I have a couple of uh, people that I think would work really well with you yeah. um, because they have, I think what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And then just yeah. Pass it along to somebody you, you you know and like and let them get the money for it and let the client be happy and call it a day, move on to the next one. Totally. And sometimes that's the best thing you can do. What you said, I think, is so important. Um, I think too often, especially in agency and freelancing life, people look at everyone else as a competitor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for me, when I first met David and I got to know him, one of the things I really appreciated about David was how open and honest and transparent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I could, I never felt stupid asking him a question about SEO or something yeah. that just was blowing my mind at the time. <laughs> that just was not the way that my brain thinks. Yeah. And I think David really has done a great job of taking a step back and looking at like different functional skills mm -hmm. and his ability to um, embrace all those different active marketing activities yeah. has mm -hmm. really complemented what we do great mm -hmm. at KSA and brought this arsenal of resources. And if we don't, if we look at every single marketer and advertiser and agency as a competitor, yeah. then that's not good for anyone. No. Yeah, and no. if we can help a smaller agency succeed because we're too busy to take a word, yep. take on a new client, or if maybe it's just not our expertise yeah. or something that we're excited about mm -hmm. like you know and then maybe well, that that agency has a client that they can't handle yeah. and they're like hey we know an agency ksa that would be perfect for you like right. we always, well i always say like a rising tide lifts all ships yeah. like it's possible for everyone to succeed and it's even more possible if we all work together and support each right. other and um well, I no, like a, a company that focuses on pharmaceutical marketing mm -hmm. uh it might not probably won't be the best fit for doritos right. yeah. <laughs> you know right. they're not the, it's not the same thing but yeah. if they know somebody who is they yeah. can uh you know refer them over and it can work both ways and it should i think there's that famine mentality that ran around for a long yeah. time where like if you have a client that means i don't have that client yeah. and that can't happen but the internet connected the world like there's a lot of companies out there. Yeah, and, and good companies and good people yeah. are yeah. going to succeed. Absolutely. Um, I have a quick question because I, 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 we got like the history of KSA and, and how you it brought you there to KSA. And really quick for David, like obviously you went to school in PC. You like traveling. You like working remote. Like when you went to school, did you know that like marketing and working in an agency is what you wanted? Did you start that way? Uh, I, I guess so. Yeah. Um, through undergrad, I was freelancing, yep. um, working on any random project I can come across. Okay. Really. You said no to nothing. You were like, yes, exactly. yes. <laughs> yeah. But that's good because you got your hands in a sure. lot of different projects. Yeah. And I did. I didn't even realize really what I was doing at that point, but that's it. I was just hustling along, yep. you know, and then after graduating, I just went right into business for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's where I kind of jumped between the more agency-oriented approach to things to the more consulting-oriented approach to things. Yeah. And then eventually um, stumbled across Katie. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, everything seems to work well. I think it's incredibly difficult for me to, to find someone that I can be like, all right, we can partner together yeah. on things. Yeah. Um, but it is working. And we are vastly different in a lot of ways, but yeah. I think we share a lot of the same values about core. marketing and mm -hmm. business and how we treat people and all of that mm -hmm. um that it worked fantastic worked really and, well uh, and marketing <laughs> is still my goodness. thing so here we are here we are yeah so sorry i just like i had a question and then it like flew, flew off away. in my head yeah sometimes that <laughs> happens to me my brain um when you guys decided like okay we're gonna go into this together right mm -hmm. i know ksa had already been around mm -hmm. 
and you came in afterward, was it like an easy, is, was it an easy like snap, like this works? Or did you have to like learn a few things? Like, uh, oh. <laughs> well, you We've, know, this is why the podcast is good because anyone who would see you guys are like, oh, they, they work together and it's perfect. And it was like a flip of the switch, blah, blah, blah. But knowing like the trials and the tribulations and the obstacles, like those things are exciting. For someone like me who I'm a woman in business, like I want to know these things. Like I think it's exciting. Well, to hear. first to clarify, there's yeah. uh, what we call healthy tension every week. That's good. That's a good <laughs> thing. Yeah. We it's can't healthy. just agree on things. Of right? course. That doesn't work. A hundred percent. So we do, we have different perspectives still on yeah. some things and we hash it out and figure out what is best at the end of the day for the agency. Yeah. Uh, but the whole process to eventually become a partner in KSA was a couple of years of working very intensely in different areas of the business, whether mm -hmm. it be client service or related to the team members and their development or what have you. So, um, there was a lot of moments where we just had to figure out what, what's working here, what's how do working. we work together? Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, my take on it. I yeah, think it was no, I agree. Natural. I think for, it, what, for me, David is, I'm not anything but a straight line. Yep. I am just like a swirl You're like of a chaos. Wave. You're like, woo! Like, up and down. High I, energy. I, relate, I relate. I know. High energy. <laughs> and then I've got to go into my hidey hole. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. David is like steady and constant and yep. he's systems and organization and process and methodical. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's taken us some time to even just figure out how. The strengths and well, the. I think how do we play to each other's strengths to make it that much more powerful? Yep. Um, and I think one of the things that's really worked for the two of us has been being willing to be vulnerable mm. and open mm -hmm. with each other and say, hey, this sucks. Yeah. Like, you know, or, yeah. um, you know, maybe we need to do this differently or mm -hmm. I don't agree, but, you know, we can go along. Things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just whether it's a business partnership or it's a boss and an employee, a client in an agency, a marriage. Yeah, totally. You know, like any relationship, yep. you just need to figure out how do you communicate best mm -hmm. with each other? Yep. How do they receive information? Yep. And then you know, we're, no one's perfect. Mm -hmm. So how can we just make magic together? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's really what's worked for me. I so appreciate, I'm grateful every single day that David got into the swirly chaos <laughs> and um, started to with like me because it's so lines. outside of his comfort zone mm -hmm. in so many ways, Yeah, but he has brought such firm structure, mm -hmm. I mean, and consistency yeah. on um, metrics, things like that. And that uh, balance is like mm -hmm. so important because, you know, sometimes in a straight line and sometimes in a swirl, you miss things, mm -hmm. right? Like if you're in your swirl, I'm that's me. Like sometimes I'm in this swirl all the time and I'm like, oh, shoot, like I got to get out of this. And But I need those people around me. And I'm probably similar to like being I've never been a straight line kind of person, but I'm assuming it's the same thing. Right. Like sometimes in that straight line, you need that break, like a little right. the breakups of, mm -hmm. of a swirly person. And I think that like really makes a good partnership. Yeah. Have I, you guys heard of EOS and Traction, the books Traction, Entrepreneurial, what is it? I don't know. Entrepreneurial Operating System. Yeah. No. Should we oh, read it? Uh, yes. I'm going to read it. Um, so that was recommended by a number of sources to me. Uh, um, and it's all about how you create traction within a company and how do you organize things and how do you get it to a repeatable, scalable solution. Um, and it really breaks down the idea of visionary and integrator. Uh -huh. Um, as far as you know, it, you can't have two visionaries leading a company and yep. you can't have two, uh, two integrator, oh, integrators, in, integrators right. leading a company. Company. Yeah. And uh, when I read that book, I was like, I was like writing a dating profile for, <laughs> of like who I was looking for. I was like, okay, well, this is what I do. Yeah. I yeah. can spit out like 500 ideas yep. in five minutes. Um, I need someone who can take those 500 ideas and be like, Put okay, them. set them aside. Yep. And <laughs> let's get a plan. Yeah. Totally. You know, uh, you know the, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, I've kind of always, um, pretty sure i've said this to you before but my motto is has always been uh, 
don't expect somebody to handle a situation the way you wish that they could would handle it. Expect them to handle a situation the way they handle situations. Yeah. So if you go into like whatever, um, I have this new idea for an advertising spot that I think we should do. Um, and I go into the situation and I pitch it to somebody hoping they're just going to agree with me or even understand, but like, that's not their thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I have no right to be disappointed that it wasn't their thing. Yeah. And that's kind of, I think, uh, a big thing in businesses is that people, have expectations of other people that are very unrealistic. Mm -hmm. And if you actually get to know those that you work with, get to know your employees, what have you, and you play to their strengths and then kind of operate that way, you're going to be in much better shape. You're mm -hmm. expecting people to do things the way that you hoped they would versus the way that they do things mm -hmm. is just a way to, you know, lead to disappointment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just not yeah. smart. Um, I, we've, taken up a much of your time already but I was gonna say really quick you know like when you I don't know when this came out I mean it's been around I'm sure forever but like recently it was like the the what's your like way you receive love like in a romantic relationship right like it's like physical touch like offering a service um offering whatever there's like five of them right they should make that but for work how smart would that be like how do you know that you're doing a good job is it Right? Mind blown. Isn't it right? Like, like that's such a great concept. Like yeah. love languages. Like the what like, is how it? Do five you, love languages. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Because how do I how like for instance, I'm the type of person who, because I overthink things, I need a constant reminder, like, this is going well, this is good, or like this, you know what I mean? I need that, right? But like you don't unless you have a good relationship with your boss or your employees, like, how can you like that's vulnerable to say that. Like, hey, I overthink things all the time. Every time you tell me that we need to talk, I think I'm going to be fired. Like, I need to, you know what I mean? Like, and that yeah. would make you a stronger employee. Yeah, so when I when I reach out to Sasha and I say, hey, can we can we chat in an hour? I have to say, it's fine. I have to talk to you about X. And she'll go, oh, okay, fine. Because immediately Cause I'm if, like, oh, no, She's I'm like, oh, my God, he's letting me go. Yeah. Like, this is this ridiculous. This is the way my brain works. I'm an overthinker. I'm like, even though I know I'm an all-star employee, I'm like, I don't Obviously. know. I don't know. Like, I'm the newest employee. Like, maybe there's layoffs. It's going to be me. Like, who knows? So, like, for me, my my work love language is, like, I need the verification that things are going well. And I need camaraderie. And But not uh, not everyone needs that. Mm -hmm. So, I feel like that would make people, like, more successful. It's really we use Clifton strengths and we have like a grid mm. um, that shows everyone on the staff and team. Yeah. And then I think there's like four different buckets of strengths. Yeah. Something like right. that. Um, and so it maps out like that. So like organization, now. creativity. Yeah, it's like strategy oriented versus execution versus uh -huh. analytical, something along those lines. Okay. I'm probably getting them slightly off. That's all right. Um, relationships and how you approach relationships, all ah, of that. Oh, cool. All right. So someone's already doing well. Oh, well, but you know, it's not as simple as like, I mean, like there's like a hundred strengths and, mm. you know, like just what you're talking about there, like love languages for work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I feel but like having would... that is kind of cool yeah, because then cool. if you're, if you have like a, decent sized um, pool of employees and you're trying to put together teams for mm -hmm. different projects, you can look at that kind of map and make sure you don't say you're doing teams of five. You don't want a team of five where they all fall into that same category yeah. of strength and then right. nothing's going to get done. Yeah. Like you and need to have, have a little a, representation from each. We have little postcards almost um, that people can hang in their cubes and then we hang them all in our kitchen at the office. So like if someone's eating up their lunch, they can like look at, at all their coworkers oh. and say and read about their strengths. That's amazing. Um, on, you know, where fortunately or unfortunately my years of big agencies and corporate um life i went through so many senior extreme trainings like yeah. i'm constantly talking about communication styles yeah. and, and mm -hmm. being adaptable through communication styles understanding yeah. like david's an analyst analytic um communicator uh i can't remember what i <laughs> a, swirl. a swirl, a swirl, a swirl, a swirly, twirly gumdrop. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, you know, when the staff, if someone on the team wants to sell in an idea with David, they need to sell in an idea with like 
showing that they've thought out a process yep. and that mm -hmm. they've got, you know, numbers and things yeah. along those yeah, lines. Yeah. They want to come to me. I need like the headline yep. um, and the emotion. But that's great. That's like the per the perfect balance. Yeah. And giving people like for you, I think it's awesome in your office. You said like you are showcasing people's strengths. I think that's a great because people don't always know their strengths and they don't know, they're not always willing to talk about them and be upfront about them because it's it's feels weird it's vulnerable it's like but being able to showcase that and have your coworkers or your employees read those things i feel like that's a really cool way to do something like that it's, it gives them like this we space. think so yeah, yeah. And, and it gives you a language a common language yeah for you to talk about it and just like that uh you're allowed to talk about it yeah kind of like to what you're talking about yeah um so it is, it is pretty cool. And then you can try to apply it. It kind of forces you to be a little more introspective and slow down, which is sometimes helpful yeah, as well. Yeah, totally. So a lot of different offshoot benefits mm. individually and as a team mm. to, I love to having it. And I think it's smart, even though you guys are getting bigger and bigger and you're kicking more ass and kicking more ass, that there's still that sort of like core of like, we're a balanced team and we understand good people and we want good people and we want to, mm -hmm. we want cl our clients to be good people and all of us to be in a swirl of a straight line together. We, Shitty we humans should not apply. No. Right. Shitty humans <laughs> do not even, don't even, don't even look us up. Don't yeah. just go The away. flip side to it is we try if it's our clients or our people to attract what we call bad motherfuckers. Hell yeah. I love that. We we we're doing it. This oh, is, yeah. this is we're doing show. it here. This yeah. is the this, this is, is the show. I this love you guys. This is a breakout show. This is amazing. <laughs> this I am so revved up. The rest of my day, I'm gonna be like so excited to do all of my all of my tasks. I'm I'm uh, unbelievable. I'm so happy that you guys came and gave us your time. I'm happy both of you were able to be here. It's such Thank a you for nice the invitation. Of course, yes, it's great. such a nice like I said to lock you guys in a room for an hour and get to pick your brain a little with bit. No windows with no windows, no windows and it's soundproof. So it's mm. you know we're just doing our thing um but we have had you here for a little over an hour and we don't want to obviously take too much of your time but really quick before you leave is there anything in the next year that you're like excited for personally or with ksa or or whatever the answer can be no sometimes the answer is no but i always like to like do a little bow at the end i mean i think i'll say in the past few years we've doubled from six to twelve to eighteen yeah. employees and so on Incredible. I don't know that in the next year we're going to go 18 to 36. Yeah. Um, but that <laughs> ongoing growth and yeah. trying to, you know, move along with that moving target yep. is something where um, it plays to both of our strengths. Yeah, definitely. Um, totally. And something that I think we're both excited about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think for me, what I'm really excited about is, like David mentioned, going from 6 to 12 to 18, mm. looking as we get up. 20 and above is when I, we start seeing things like career pathways oh, and totally. opportunities for advancement I for our team. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just really excited to see who those leaders are stepping into their, you know, their first experiences as managers yep. or um, whatever that might be, yeah. finding their thing instead that. of us having to be, you know, all hands on deck for everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you might not be a strategist, but you naturally, um, but you need to do client management. Yep. At least this way, we're starting to get to that point where people can have more specialties yeah. and more of a planned oh, I love career that. trajectory. For me, why I do what I do is all about the development of professionals. Yeah. I love to see um, how people evolve in their career whether it's at KSA or they go on from KSA, whatever that might be, yep. that's what I get the most value sitting back I at this that. point. That's amazing. I feel like both of you are like a wealth of information and I <laughs> want to pick your brains for hours on end. Um, and I feel like- And curse. <laughs> and curse. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> um, we just, you know, we are really lucky that we get to talk to people who do interesting things that are similar in some aspects to what we do, but also totally different and bring totally mm -hmm. different aspects and and um, procedures into it. And I, I just love getting to talk to kick-ass people. And I think you're the captains of the kick-ass team. Which I mean, I literally and figuratively. Well, you guys are like the captains of Rhode Island and Rhode and Little Rhodey. Little so, Rhodey, baby. Like, and we try to be. We, we all be. in this room believe strongly mm -hmm. that Rhode Island is the most kick-ass place Heck to live. Yes. And 
I don't know about David, but let's make Rhode Island. I love when they talk about Providence becoming the creative capital, you know, like Mm -hmm. screw New York, screw Uh San Francisco, screw Boston in terms of like agency um, (laughs) territories. I don't want a lot of agencies here, but let's just like make some really kick ass agencies because there's great there. I mean, I'm proud to say that we are friends with and talk regularly to people that would be deemed our competitors yep. in other markets. I love that. Um, That's and I want to see them succeed as yep. much as we want to succeed. Heck so. yeah. I love that. Let's just steal all the business from New York to <laughs> Let's do it. Heck yeah. Um, and before we let you go, the best place, if I know you said the website in the in the yes. middle, but just to tie us up. TeamKSA.com. Love that. Kick Love that. some ass. Kick some Kick ass, some baby. Ass. And it's uh, on, I know it's at least on Instagram and on Facebook. It's Team KSA Marketing on yes. both, correct? Love that. Love that. I think so. Uh, I'm looking at it. I, I, I confirmed with you just to confirm with you, but yeah, I'm looking yeah, at yeah. it. That's what it Don't is. ask me what our uh, office phone number is. <laughs> and then uh, I believe, like you said, you um, kind of, Got back into doing the newsletter as well. Yeah, uh, and yeah, making, we have a People can uh, sign up for that on your website. Yep, we have a newsletter, um, and we're always trying to do different events. We're very involved with the Association of Marketing Professionals mm-hmm. in Rhode Island. One mm-hmm. of our team members is on the board, um, so we're always out and about in the community. Cool. And at the end of the day, we love Rhode Island and Rhode Island businesses yeah. and Rhode Islanders. So, um, well, as a Rhode Islander, we love you guys too. So yes, thank you. Absolutely. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This is so much fun. Have a good day. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Goodbye.